Hello and welcome to Stories That Shape Us. My name is Joanna Daniel. Thank you for joining me on this journey in Stories That Shape Us. We're nearly halfway and I'm so grateful, so thankful for you for listening, for sharing and for joining us on this journey of Stories That Shape Us. Thank you for the messages and the comments and everything that you send to let me know that you are listening and for sharing on social media. Today I'm talking about forgiveness and um, continuing. We are talking, the, the big theme is attachment connection when we what happens when we experience insecure attachment and I spent the last couple of weeks talking about the mother-daughter relationship in particular and just the just how much insecure connection in that relationship impacts all all of our other relationships and so tonight I want to talk a little bit more on that and the title is forgiveness is crucial but restoration isn't and I was I was having a conversation last night with a sister and she said, you know, they were talking about p- people at church and how sensitive people are these days. And um, and I thought I listened and I thought as long as we have the narrative, as long as we have the view that people are sensitive, then we will not teach forgiveness in a way that holds the perpetrator responsible for anything because we're going to continue to see the victim as being sensitive. And we're, that's a way of minimizing the hurt, minimizing what's happening and not give the perpetrator any responsibility for change. And so they can hurt somebody, walk off, and the person who is hurt, if they require change, is seen as sensitive. And I think it's, it's, it, it really, the, the narrative really needs to fix. So I really couldn't listen without saying that. And, I, and I, that's a similar thing that occurs in in families where others will see you as sensitive or if you are talking about the relationship that you have with your mother if it is a damaging relationship or any family member then the the overriding theme is just forgive just forgive and while forgiveness is crucial acceptance or restoration isn't so if behave if the behavior isn't changed you don't have to accept the toxicity back in your life in some communities the victims is rushed to just forgive and in some instances, the perpetrator would even demand forgiveness and restoration. They would do this by citing scriptures as evidence of why they should have this. You know, scriptures would be cited as, you know, when Jesus told Peter to forgive 70 times 7, they would cite this as a reason why they should be forgiven and should be restored to their normal position. However, these people would have little to no commentary on their behavior they would have no scriptures that would demand for them to change. They would have no examples that would require them to change. And so the onus would completely be on, on the victim to create change. You might have this experience in as you deal with a family member, a relative who continually to do hurt and you've forgiven them over and over, but they are not changing their behavior. And so restoration is would put you in a very difficult position of continually being hurt and so uh, a self-protecting strategy would be to create some distance so they would know scriptures that talk about forgiveness but they would not know the scriptures that talked about creating change for themselves however these people would as i said would have little to no commentary on their behavior they have no plans to change and that's the real root of it and and that's something that even as you forgive you have to bear in mind that some people really have no plans to change because we can only change when we recognize and, and we're aware on, and we've accepted our behavior. That's the only place that we can, we can change. 
when we've recognized, when we've accepted that I do this and this needs to change, otherwise we won't change. We'll, we'll, we'll still be doing the same thing over and over again. So some people have no plans to change that because it's too difficult for them to face themselves and so they don't face themselves. So we have, they have no plans to learn or to cultivate self-control, self no plans to do anything different. Or they, 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 these people also can't or won't take responsibility for their actions. So when, they, when you may have pointed out what they've done wrong, what they'll do is blame you for pointing it out. Because if you had forgiven me, then you wouldn't point out the things that I do wrong. Or love, bear no records of wrongs, means that I can hurt you over and over again, but you never get to speak about it because love keep no records of wrongs. And if you loved me, then you wouldn't be mentioning the thing that I said again or the things that I've done. And that is just a way to gaslight and to not take responsibility for actions. And there, there are sometimes subtle ways that people will do this and will leave you wondering if something is wrong with you. You might think that... Am I not Christian enough? Am I not spiritual enough? I'm not connected to Christ enough. Maybe I need to pray some more. And it's, it's in that way that you will doubt yourself. And all it is, is they are failing or refusing to take responsibility for their actions. And so what they do is project that onto you. And um, when, when also when that's a well-worn pattern, they know how to give it to you. They know that you'll, you'll accept it. You'll take it. You won't question it. You'll take it and question yourself um, and wonder what you did wrong. The, that's a, when people can't take responsibility for their action, that's a sure sign that any restoration will result in more harm and more demand for forgiveness. So restoration should come through demonstrated change of behavior, where it is clear that people are making earnest efforts to change, where you can see that somebody is aware of their actions, they know when they've done it, or if it's pointed out, they can accept you can see, you can see the remorse, you can see not necessarily guilt, but you can see the impact. They're aware now of the impact and the result of their actions, and they really want to change. And you can see that, you can see when they're trying. And so when they do, when you see that and they slip up, it's really easier to restore because you know that this person is trying. If it's too damaging, if it's too harmful, you can watch them from a distance as they do it. You can cheer them on and you can encourage them, but it still might not be safe for them to be too close or in your space because while they're changing the behavior, it will still be harmful and you'll still be, have, you'll still be harmed by it. So, but when pe people are making efforts to change, then we can, we can acknowledge that. We all, because we all make mistakes. We all hurt each other. We all have to learn or unlearn things that develop habits that we develop that hurt others. We all have to learn how to give and to receive forgiveness. We all have, have to offer grace and to receive grace. We all should be ready to do the hard work of change. All of us. And so that's why it's really important to, when you reflect and you share with someone what they've done to hurt you and if this is a pattern that is happening over and over and over again without change, then, then something is wrong. Something is wrong. And you may need to do things to protect yourself. That person may not need to be restored back to the position that they had in your life after demonstrated change. And I'm talking to the woman who is living in an abusive marriage. 
And I'm talking to the woman who is navigating a toxic family, family situation. I'm talking to you if you're in a church that you're experiencing spiritual abuse. Whatever the setting is that you're experiencing harm, though you're forgiven, it's really crucial that you watch the behavior for demonstrated change before you let them back in because otherwise they're going to come back in and cause more hurt. You, you watch for responsibility. Are these people capable of taking responsibility for their actions or do they gaslight you into you being the reason for them to do what they've done? It's really important. Like the mother that gets mad at the child and shouts and said, well, if you didn't do that, that is gaslighting. <laughs> we have to take responsibility for our actions. We shout because we were upset, because we were angry, and we use that. We choose that as, a, as, a, as an option. There were other options available to us, but we chose that one. Maybe because it's, it's a habit. Maybe because that's what we've seen. That's what we've learned. Maybe because we're short on other tools to use. But it's really important that we take responsibility for what we have done and how we have done it. Okay. Thank you for joining me in Stories That Shape Us. I hope you'll join me on the next story.